0: Hello everyone. Thank you all for attending the virtual book launch of overcoming heart blocks, inspiring stories for a healing from trauma. Now I would like to introduce to you our visionary that's behind this movement, Regeline Eden Sabat. Thank
1: you. Thank you all for being here today. I, I truly appreciate it. Today, is our book launch of the Overcoming Heart Blocks, inspiring stories for healing from trauma. And joining us tonight are all of the authors of this book collaboration. And they're here tonight to let you know that you too can overcome the heart block that you have. You can overcome anything, especially with God first in your life. So no matter what traumatic experience you have faced, you can overcome. Each and every one of these co-authors are someone else's hope. Never give
0: up. Thank you. Thank you, Gigi. And um, before we continue, I'd just like to give you a little background on Gigi, our visionary. Our founder, Regeline Sabat, also known as Gigi, is the CEO and founder of Life Services Center of America, LLC. She's a motivational keynote speaker, four-time best-selling author, of the Walk With Me and God First books that has been endorsed by Les Brown. Gigi is also the co-author for several best-selling books, collaborations, and she is a life coach and a confidence coach. First-generation Haitian American, financial expert, Florida chapter leader for the World Women's Conference and Awards, and the host, Walk With Me, podcast on JRQ-TV, domestic violence advocate, sexual assault advocate, breast cancer advocate, human trafficking advocate, and mental health advocate. She is an experienced leader who has adopted a traditional approach to financially, professionally, and personally. She does this by setting clear and measurable goals for those who are ready to take action and experience life growth and transformation. She also helps people get unstuck financially. So thank you so much Gigi for putting all of this together for these amazing authors. And now we will have some entertainment to get us all excited about this book launch. Can't hear you, Grady. Mm-hmm.
1: Sounds very turn low. Up.
0: Yeah, turn it up. There it is. It's low, very low. Brady, I can play it on my end. Thank you, Gigi. Brady, you can turn that off.
2: You're
1: welcome. Can everyone hear it now? Yep.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Move. Okay, try to give medicine. Jasmine that was over Marcus' house. She's had it for a minute. Give her that medicine. god have mercy, Jesus. I'll give you the medicine here.
1: Awesome. Awesome.
0: Awesome. So now we're going to proceed. Oh, and Michael. Hi, Michael. So, of course, we had added you at the last, the last. So if you want to speak now, you can go ahead and speak before we get started. We'll get more into the, the program.
3: Thanks, Lakeisha. Wow. I just want to say congratulations, ladies. So great to see you all. And many of you I've been able to meet in person and most recently Michelle Moraz and Beata in Colorado Springs. Big day of celebration here. Uh, Gigi, congratulations. What a beautiful book. Uh, your mom is in this book with you. And I got to say, if you ever wondered if your story was going to make a difference, how many of you, when you sat down to write your very first chapter, you had all these thoughts, all these lies, telling you nobody wanted to hear your story. You weren't going to make a difference. Nobody was going to read it. And yet one of my authors the other day walks onto a plane and somebody's reading her book and she just cried. And I got to tell you when I was 11 year old kid that stuttered and I grew up on the farm in Oklahoma, somebody gave me a book written by an 11 year old boy. And I laid on my back in the pasture and I look up on the sky on my farm and I'd see a plane fly by and I said, someday I'm going to fly on planes all over the world. I'm going to speak to people and I'm going to touch hearts and lives and I'm going to change people's lives and inspire them. And I just want to say, that's what you've done with this book, Overcoming Heart Blocks. I've read it all. I've read all of your chapters. You've done amazing. And Gigi, congratulations here. And I just want to tap out with this. Let me land the plane with this one short story. I was running my first marathon, 2008. And mental it's just a mental game because you're arguing with yourself and you want to quit. And I thought I was coming up on mile 18. Don't ask me what that is in kilometers. I suck at kilometers. I only know miles. And I'm coming up what I think is mile 18, and it's mile 16, And I'm in pain, and emotionally, I I don't have any earbuds in. It's just me, and I'm thirsty. And these two short ladies with short legs start running next to me, caught up with me. I didn't catch up with them. And so they started encouraging me. I started talking to them. Guess what? They had run a marathon the day before in Arkansas, and they were running with me that day in Oklahoma, And their legs were half the size of mine. And they encouraged me, these two short ladies that were recovering from yesterday's marathon and it changed my life. And I got to the 23rd mile and all four of my sons stepped out from the observation area and they finished the last three miles with me. Listen, when you start this race of life, You're going to be tempted to give up. You're going to be tempted to quit. And and maybe you do for a little while. You sit down and you disqualified yourself. But listen, you can always get back in the race. And that's what you've done with this book. You put your heart and your soul out there. Congratulations, you've gone number one. And um, in just a few hours, anytime tonight, anytime tonight, and we're watching, we keep refreshing the page on Amazon and Barnes & Noble because we approve the hardcover and the paperback this morning. So Gigi, I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of Pamela and Carla and Emily and Dr. Sophie and Juju and Ragnar. I'm just so proud of all of you that are here. Lori, Manny, we got the guys, Keelan, Pamela, Mindy, Lakeisha. I'm just so proud. If I left something out, I'm sorry, but you're creating a movement here and I know it's going to touch thousands and thousands of lives. And it's gonna live on all over the globe from South Africa to, to China. And I'm just grateful. I'm so grateful that you submitted your chapter and that you're creating a ripple effect tonight. Don't ever give up and don't ever think your story doesn't matter because there's somebody about to drop out of the race and you're gonna share the book with them and it's gonna change their life. And, and you're gonna walk onto an airplane someday soon And they're going to be crying because your chapter changed their life. So don't ever give up. Just keep sharing the story and keep the momentum going. So Gigi, so proud of you. So proud of your mom. So proud of your story. So proud that you keep changing lives every day. All of you that are on this call. God bless you. I'm so proud to be your publisher. And I'm so grateful and looking forward to meeting all of you in person soon at Gigi's event. So I applaud you.
0: Thank you so much, Michael, for that. Oh, mm, are you guys excited? We're like number one. You guys got your copy? Yes. You guys ordered your copy? Very excited. See, that's going to be the time for celebration in about 30 minutes. Don't forget to have your drink. Coffee, water, milk, vodka, (laughs) tequila, whatever your preference is. So I'm going to give you a little background behind overcoming heart blocks. Many people develop a heart block after a traumatic experience. Overcoming heart blocks helps people overcome their heart blocks and heal from trauma. This book includes stories from incredible people who have overcome their heart blocks. And each heart block survivor provides helpful information and action steps for you to to begin to transform your life. Are you guys excited? So next, we're going to ask Gigi her why as to why did she bring us all together? to create this masterpiece. Thank you, Lakeisha. The why, the why. See, I could have written
1: something, but here's the thing. Today is about overcoming heart blocks, overcoming heart blocks. And so when we talk about the heart block, I'll never forget being sexually assaulted when I was eight years old and I'll never forget that, that feeling I had inside after the fact because it changes you, it changes you. But at the time I didn't understand why, what happened because I was so young, I was so young at the time. So after, that ha- after the sexual assault happened, after I was raped it affected my social relationships and my trust in others. Mm-hmm. And then for so many years, so many years went on and then I was sexually assaulted again as an adult. I was taken by a man who worked for the same company, but from a different state. And I was sexually assaulted again for the for for the second time in my life. And for me, I I remember waking up and I was numb to pain. I was numb to pain. And I, I, I gave my battle to the Lord. I gave my battle to God. I gave my battle to God. But here's the thing. I'll never forget what a wise man told me. During that time, during the healing process, after I got baptized again as an adult, after I reread the Bible again as an adult, there's a wise man, initials, M.B., M.B., I'll tell you who he is afterwards. And he was so supportive, so supportive since day one, since I met him. And I'll never forget, he said, share your story. It's going to help save someone's life. At at the time, I didn't understand what, what, what that really, what that truly meant, because Once that happens to you, you you become an introvert. You become an introvert when something like sexual assault happens to you or domestic violence or another major challenge. Or if you have a heart block, you you know exactly what I'm talking about. But here's the thing. I I started speaking about the sexual assault. I started speaking out loud. For example, Beata's podcast, all these things, uh, Ragni's podcast, Michael's podcast, Mindy's podcast. And I started talking about it. And then I said, wait a minute, there's something going on internally here. W- what is that? What am I feeling? And, it, and I said, it's, it's like, and I, I kept saying, I kept saying, it's, it's like I have a heart block. It finally came out. I put, I put what I felt internally out loud and on paper, but that wasn't me, that was God. That was God. And I said, I need to speak with someone about this. And that person was Michael D. Butler, who's in the room. Today, that's who MB is, Michael D. Butler.
4: <laughs> and he was
1: so supportive. And I said, Michael, I don't understand what this is. Every time, but, and I kept pushing through, I kept pushing through, and he was so supportive, so supportive, so supportive, and reminded me that God is with us. God is with us wherever we go. And that I can overcome this heart block. And I did, by the grace of God. By the grace of God. And here's the thing this was just a conversation between Michael D. Butler and I among two friends, two friends. We never in a million years thought of a book or a book launching at all. Conversation. And here's the thing God led me to put on paper, overcoming heart blocks, put on manuscript. It it was sitting there in the drive, just sitting there in the drive, sitting there in the drive. And that's how I am. I let go and I let God. And it just sat there for a while. And I didn't do anything with it. Why? Because I don't move unless He tells me to, until God, God directs my steps. And so I'll never forget when He led me to meet each and every one of you. Each of the co authors here in this room are truly a blessing. You see, I thought I was the only person who overcame what I found to be a heart block. A heart block, something I couldn't even explain that was going on internally. Thank you for Michael D. Butler's support. And here all of you are, each and every one of you individuals are truly unique. Each of you were brave enough and courageous to come forward about your own heart blocks. And I realized I'm not alone. I'm not alone. There are many of us out there who have a heart block. And so, Mahatma Gandhi says, Be the change you wish to see in the world. So, by each and every one of the co authors coming forward, so many other people have come out now and told me they are in the process of overcoming their heart block. So thank you to each and every one of you. I appreciate you.
0: Thank you so much for that, Gigi. You always speak with such passion from the heart. I love that. I love that. So we're about to introduce all of these fabulous co-authors. You guys ready? can you guys see my screen yeah all right so the first author we have is mrs mindy east mindy are you here
1: you're muted dear i unmuted you you're still muted (laughs) how about now yes ma'am
5: Yay, thank you. Thank you for that nice little introduction. And boy, I wasn't expecting to be the first one, but I'm so honored to be here. Thank you, Gigi, for this opportunity.
1: You're welcome. Mindy, talk to us a little bit about who you are, a little bit more about you and where you're from, and talk to us about the heart block and and your process of healing and how others so, can do that.
5: I'm here in the Midwest. I'm right in the center, the air capital of America, Wichita, Kansas, and I'm I I have my own company. I started a business, and Gigi, I'm so honored to have you as one of my favorite keynote speakers with Baron Ridge Speakers Agency. And I was married forever and ever, and um, you know, in a um, godly marriage with three kids, and my um, spouse just got pulled away. And we had a lot of success. He owned a large company and he just fell in love with someone else. So I was served divorce papers after 35 years of marriage. Mm -hmm. And um, he had actually gotten another woman pregnant outside of our marriage, which was hard to deal with. So the entire process was very traumatic. It, It lasted for 10 years. And the only thing that got me through it was my faith in God. I journaled daily. I read everything I could. I just, you're so right about becoming an introvert. I just pulled inward, but I always kept looking upward. And I'm so grateful for all the people that came along beside me. And when I got served divorce papers in 2013, I cried that whole summer, even though the marriage had been on life support for 10 years. When he pulled the plug, I, it was just traumatic and it was so hurtful, but at first I thought it was a punishment. And then I realized it was a provision. So I'm just so grateful. I learned to be grateful in all things, even the bad things. And I was just able to get through that process. And it was actually easier than I anticipated. It was almost a relief, but I was so grateful for the, the, the people that did come along beside me. I did have some friends from my church that were critical and judgmental of me. And I just realized that sometimes, you know, during a test, it's that old adage that the teacher is silent and those things had to happen. Those were little tiny heartbreaks in the midst of this huge um, traumatic event in my life but it helped me realize, you know, who my, who my friends were, who my support group was. I was able to come out of that. And now it's been, oh my goodness, eight years. I started a company um, about six years ago. I've written, this is my third book that I'm part of. I've written two children's books and then now this one. And then I met a wonderful godly man and I've been married almost four years so I have a very happily ever after ending to my traumatic event and it's my goal to use my yesterday to help someone else's tomorrow and Michael you're so right we don't know who we're going to touch who's going to read this story who we're going to help but it's just it's one of those things we have to surrender and and adultery is not a bad thing to talk about, but if I can help someone else make it through that dark time, then it's my honor to come alongside and help.
0: Amen. Thank you, Mindy. Thank you. Thank you, Thank you Mindy. Our next co-author is, and I don't think he's here tonight, Dr. Seth Buxy. Is he here, Gigi? Unfortunately, he could not be here tonight. Well, this is another co-author. He could not be here tonight, so... We thank you for being a part of this masterpiece. Our next co-author is, now I always butcher her name, Beata? Beata. Beata, Beata. Beata. <laughs> that's my sister, I apologize. He always corrects everyone,
6: <laughs> Beata, it's Beata, Beata. Beata.
7: Yeah.
0: <laughs> I love that This though. is our next co-author, yes, absolutely. This is our next co-author.
7: Welcome, Oh, oh. hi. So I just just go with my story. No, it's such an honor to have you here tonight. Oh, thank you. I'm sorry. I didn't hear you. And hi, Gigi's mama. Hi, <laughs> how are you? Yes. How are you? I always wanted to meet you. I heard so much great things about you. Thank you. Yeah, so Beata, talk to us a little bit more
1: about where you're from, About a little bit more about you, and talk to us a little bit more about your heart block and, and how, how you realized that you had a heart block which
7: one? <laughs> <laughs> one, Diata, one, one of them. Okay, okay. So I'm originally uh, from Poland, living in United States for 10 years now, almost 11. Wow. But my biggest hard block actually comes from my childhood, like a lot of us. Uh, I grew up in a communist, Uh, communism during the communist, so it uh, was already the one first blog was that I couldn't leave my country even I really wanted to travel but I couldn't and my little heart couldn't understand why why I cannot go and see what is out of these walls but I couldn't and nobody really explained me that Uh, and very early at age seven I experienced um traumatic brain injury because of the car accident. And it was the time when I really, really uh, got my heart blocked because I was told that I will never be normal. I will never achieve anything in this life if I survive anything. And maybe if I finish the second grade, it's a huge achievement. So back then, again, my little heart couldn't understand why they say that I am less than others. So back then I decided that I will create my own own norms that I will decide what is norm for me and the walls that started before I experienced even the accident, I will be the one who is melting the walls and building the bridges within people. And it's what I do today. I'm a coach, I'm a speaker, and I'm co-author of three books now. So this is, oh my gosh, today we are celebrating one of them. But what I learned um, from my heart block back then that it, it follows you. It follows you for through life. And you have to be really, um, you have to pay attention to where where it really where is the uh, where it really comes from and go and I always go and say you fine seven years old Beata you fine I got you you don't have to be scared anymore you don't have to worry I got you so the other thing I realized that we always have to heal this little girl in us so we can free out uh, the women that we become. Thank you beata thank you
0: thank you thank you beata thank so you, you I pronounced it correctly right yeah you did <laughs> our next co-author is manny blue welcome manny blue thank you for being hello. a part of this masterpiece
8: hello everyone it, it is an honor it is an honor it is truly an honor um my name is manny blue originally from new york city i'm currently a floridian uh, <laughs> um i'm an author right i'm gonna I'm uh I'm a CEO of a company as well. Um, I'm a former recording artist, or should I say, recording artist as well. I've been off the stage for quite some time, but uh, 2022 is, is looking really, really good to release new music. So that's in the work as well. I got another book that I'm working on, and um, you know, I didn't, I didn't realize the 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 how could I put it the struggle that people sometimes go through, you know, these heart blocks that we don't really think much of, but. whether it's something that started, you know, happening in a shop when you were a kid or as you were older, how, how detrimental they can be if we don't overcome it. And what I wrote in the chapter for the book, it is something that I only is the first time that I go publicly with it. So it was a little, I was a little afraid of putting it out there. Um, I grew up in a single, you know, single parent home. My mom and my father divorced when I was two, but he was never in my life. He didn't bother with me. So uh, I always felt unwanted on, on, on to, 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 a sense. And I was, you know, hurt, but also angry. And I didn't realize until I'm going to say about five years ago, how that situation uh, uh, cost me. To be the person that I am that will cause me to do certain things in my life that could have been avoided had I known how to overcome this hard this block, right? I was the type of person that if someone tried to hurt me or 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 put me down, I would retaliate with anger. So I would find a way to to get back at you, whether that was emotionally, mentally, or even physically. And it's not the it's not the way to be, right? <laughs> it's not the way to be at all. But I was so I was so angry, you know, the fact that my father was not in my life, and I didn't I didn't realize how how much that affected me, uh, growing up. Um, but there's there's also the plus side of things, right? He helped me become the man that I am today as well, because as a father myself, you know, I I'm able to show my kids the love and affection that I did not get from my father to become the man that he wasn't. Um, but uh, yeah, it it is very very crucial that we find. The, the solution to these heart blocks because they can be detrimental, very detrimental to, to our lifestyle and, and can stop us from reaching our goals and dreams. And not only that, but being at peace with ourselves, with, you know, with ourselves. And that's something that I discuss in the chapter. I'm not, don't want to get into a lot of details but is finding peace within, right? That's, that's, I believe that's the chapter, uh, the title of the chapter, um, but I, I am so grateful uh, for the opportunity, and, and again, it's the first time that I publicly uh, open up on, on that topic. So it, uh, <laughs> I was a nerve wreck at first, but hey, I'm sure someone else can relate to it. As Michael said, you know, someone is bound to connect with with each of our, um, our stories. So uh, I'm just excited to, to see the outcome and, and the feedback that we get from our readers. So thank you, everyone. Appreciate that.
0: Thank you, Manny. Awesome. Congratulations on your healing, your healing. I like that. Thank you. Our next co-author is uh, Carla doctor. Did I pronounce that correctly, Carla? You did.
9: Awesome. (laughs) The floor is yours. Hello, everybody. Um, My name is Carla doctor and I, um, I'm in an embodiment coach, transformational speaker, author, uh, facilitator of healing. And through my journey, I have over a decade's worth of trauma from 15 to 25 years old, um, experiencing unhealthy relationships, both mentally, physically, emotionally, financially, sexually abusive, um, while also then being raped during that time and robbed and held at gunpoint. And, what I came to realize was that I didn't go through all of that just to go through it like many of the other co-authors have said, and as they'll probably continue to say is that there is one like power in, in healing and sharing um, our journey with other people and helping them understand that they're not alone and I know that that's part of my higher purpose and my higher mission uh, in ending domestic violence and sexual assault and Helping speak out about it that I know that had there been resources like there are today, back when I went through what I went through, the resources existed, people just didn't talk about it. And so I really want to make other people aware of all of the different resources and modalities and You know, what's interesting is that's not what my chapter is about. My chapter is about the next thing that happened as you go then on the journey of being the person that everybody else goes to and seeks your leadership and your guidance and how healing is really, it's, it's, it's a journey, not a destination. And just when I thought that I had done all the healing, um, I quickly realized how much more healing I actually needed to do in dealing with the day-to-day things. And um, like I said, I don't want to give it all away to you so that you can go check out um, and read all of our stories, but it's really been an incredible journey. And I just want every one of you to know that if you have experienced something that you didn't experience it just to experience it and how you are able to overcome that obstacle um, can really open up opportunities, right? The way that we frame things that all of these obstacles, they're really new opportunities for you <clears throat> and getting to be a part of this journey called life and you're really looking at it through a different lens. And I encourage you all to go on your own healing journey. And trauma looks different for different people and how it um, affects us after the fact is very different too, and so just know that whether you have experienced something like this, uh, there's a good chance that you know somebody who has, and being able to understand that process, that healing journey, to be that support person for them is also really important. So, uh, so yeah, so that's a little bit about uh, my story and my journey. I I've also worked with survivors for uh, 14 plus years um working at nonprofit serving, and I still serve on a, a nonprofit young professional board and have all of those pieces. So still very tied in and um, just ready to shout it all from the rooftop. So thank you so much for having me and um, including me on this beautiful project, sending you all love and light. Thank you. Thank you, Carla.
1: Carla, can you talk to us a little bit about how you mentioned to us that this is the new uh, kind of like a new chapter in your life you say that quite often talk to us a little bit about why do you why do you
9: say that so i feel like i have um kind of the way that i look at life it's kind of like a video game to me that every time i'm going on a journey um right you start this new this new game right and you're on level one and you're playing And then something comes along, there's the killer turtle or whatever, right? And the turtle knocks you out and you fall off and and you got to start back over again. But now I learned a lesson from that turtle, right? I'm not going to let that turtle get me again. So I'm going to start over and I'm going to go along and I'm going to do what I got to do to get over the obstacle, that turtle, to get to the end of the level. And in my lifetime, you know, I feel like Every decade kind of there's this this new chapter for me, this new unveiling of the next best version of me. Right. You are not broken when you go through this. You feel like you are when you when you fall off the ledge. Right. Like it hurts. It sucks. But if we can continue to get back up and continue to restart the game every day and look at it as what, what do I need to learn from this? What is the blessing and the lesson? I call it a bless on what is the blessing and the lesson in this killer turtle that I can get to that next level. So I have these different chapters and you know, that first one is really overcoming that 10 years of abusive relationships and all of that stuff. Then my next version, like I went through and serving, um, survivors on call 24 seven leading teams, being on the task force, the human trafficking task force, the rape kit backlog task force, you know, all of these different pieces, hearing all of these different stories while also not actually being able to have a voice of my own. And then when I ignored my healing journey, because I thought I was done with my healing journey. Then God, universe, divine source energy said, Carla, there's something else you got to pay attention to here. And the rug got pulled out from underneath my feet. And that's really what triggers this next level, this next um, phase of my life that then I went on a different healing journey and I got into a lot of spiritual tools, a lot of somatic therapies, a lot of different um, things that really took me to the next level to really see what it was that I was going through and how much I was actually avoiding uh, the, the traumas and the the stories and the pieces that I've heard, because when we're, we, when we work in this field, like I could mentally punch in and out when I would work with other people, but I didn't realize how much that was still affecting my human, my person and my soul. And so um, that's kind of part of the next chapter when it then you know, going in and being a single mom and doing all of these other things that it was just kind of a, well, here we go. You didn't pay attention to all these other signs, right? I can look back and see all the signs that were like, Carly, you need to work on this, but I didn't see it. I had my blinders on, um, that the rug was just pulled out from underneath me. And I see that as another opportunity, right. And turning those obstacles into opportunities and being able to thrive as a result and sharing that journey so that other people don't have to go through it all by themselves as well. Amen.
1: Very powerful.
9: Thank you, Carla. Thank you, love. Our next co-author
0: is ha, ha, my sister, Lori. <laughs> She's here. I think I've seen her earlier. Hi, i you. Yes, <laughs> So grateful to be here. It's an honor to have
1: you here today, Lori. Can you tell us a little bit more about you and where you're from and a little bit more about your heart block and how, how you realize you had a heart block? Absolutely. Thank you, Gigi, for putting this
10: together. Much love to you. I'm Laurie Schoenfeld, a mom to four. I'm an author and the host of the Enlightenment podcast. Um, I grew up with multiple forms of abuse within my home and Um, I held a lot of struggles with feeling worth and value within myself, but the biggest heart block was not from other people, which I had thought it was. The biggest heart block was how I was treating myself, that I had taken on so many different ideas of what other people thought of me, of my value and my worth, that I was nothing. And I kept continuing to hurt myself physically, mentally, and emotionally, over and over and over again. And what happened is as I was doing that, not only was I hurting myself, I was also not able to be the kind of wife, mom, friend that I wanted to be either. Um, And so the big turning point for me was when I sat down with myself and got really honest with what I was doing to myself and began to forgive myself piece by piece, layer by layer. And I gave myself the permission to have a rebirth, to become who I wanted to be, not who I had been, not who I thought I needed to be, but who I wanted to be right now. And that was the turning point of the more I began to forgive myself, the more I began to love who Laurie really is and get to know myself, Um, the more I was able to love my children, be the mom that I wanted to be for them to change the cycle, be able to have beautiful relationships and connect with the people I really wanted to connect with. But first I had to love and connect with myself in the way that I wanted to connect and love other people. So that is Um, A part of what my story and my journey is about is learning how to forgive myself and starting all over to create the Laurie that
1: I see myself to be now. Laurie, Laurie, (laughs) can you tell us a little bit more about the moment prior to almost ending your life, what you heard while you were in the bathroom prior to almost ending your life? What did you hear, Laurie.
10: Yes. Um, I was six years ago at the point of ending everything. I was in so much pain and I did not see that there was a point in me sticking around. And there were two things that I heard. First, I heard my kids laughter on the other side of the wall. And second, I heard a very loving and gentle whisper of you have not tried everything yet. You're not done. And what I had felt instantly was I had tried everything for everyone else, but what I hadn't done is I had never learned to love Laurie. And that that is where I needed to start on this new journey of finding out who Laurie really is and beginning to see all the beautiful pieces in myself that I never had allowed myself to see.
0: Amen. Thank you, Laurie. Thank you, Thank you. Our next co author is Ragnae Senekis, another sister. Ragnae, I saw you earlier.
11: I am here. To be honest, uh, I feel I I feel like a proud mother, so I know what Gigi's mom uh, mom really goes through because uh, I have seen uh, Gigi you growing so much within this last year, which I have uh, been honored to be beside you and and I just want to start with uh, congratulating you from from that point of view because um, you are a young woman who really voices out uh, all the matters that our society and community are battling with and yet there are there are so so much going on and uh, <laughs> and so little voices that that, that really surfaces uh, or 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 having the courage to speak out so um, i just wanted to start with this uh who am i uh, i am a girl uh, from estonia now brought to say part of Europe. When I was born, I was born in Soviet Union, like Beata. Uh, Wasn't uh, wasn't really the easiest start, but I think that uh, that really uh, also made me who I am today. And um, I don't wanna talk about the uh, heartbreak because I want you to go and read it. And when you go and read it, I want you to take notes. And you know what? With those notes, you need to take massive actions because it's all about you, who you are listening this or who you will take this book. Why? Because by doing so, you are raising your awareness and with better awareness, you can make better choices. And guess what? With better choices you have better results. My story, my heartbreak happened 22 years ago now. At that point of my life, I thought this is the end of it. I didn't understand. I had like, I'm pretty sure everybody here, why is is it happening to me? Yet today, I understand that it was happening for me. I, I thought that I don't deserve to go through all of that. I don't deserve to feel those feelings and not knowing what to do. And, uh, and you know, the numbness, which a lot of you have been uh, uh, mentioning as well, which just even takes the. You're so, so under so much pressure and depression that if you try to even remember back that, that time, It's hard because your memory is sort of faded and you don't understand which 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 is true anymore, what you went through and what what is not. So um, but I want to I want to convey one 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 really, really important thing. One is that never, ever let the circumstances to define you or anyone else to define you. You really truly need to step into your power and take the responsibility of your life to your hand. Nobody else can make us happy. So if you are doing this, despite all the fears, doubts, we know as women, kids first, then let's see if we survive somehow, let's do everything for the kids and then let's start with our, with our own life. But one day, it's the cold shower when you understand that, oh my God, all this sacrifice was for nothing because anyone who was involved actually was happy, including you. And if you are strong enough to survive as Laurie, you're doing good. There's a lot of people who will not survive. So again, with better, better awareness, we are able to make better choices and with better choices, we will get better results. And really, truly, but if you are under those circumstances, you need to understand one part that life usually is not, you don't see it as it really is. You see it how you are and becoming that version of yourself who you want to become Those are the moments which really, really take you to the next next level if you learn from them. If you are repeating them, you will be in those circles forever. And then, yes, you are going to ask every single time, why again, this is happening to me, not for me. And when you understand that all our programming, all our behaviors, Come from other people who have been telling you since you were born how things should be, how you should be, how you shouldn't be, what you should do, what you shouldn't do, and etc. Be who you want to be. Have what you want to have. And never ever suppress your emotions, because we all know that when we suppress our emotions, which we again, have been thought from our parents, uh, from our school systems, from everywhere, to just put them below and you will will just need to be a strong girl to go through this. No, if you really wanna go through this, then do cry, then do shout out, then do, you need to talk and you really need to release. If you're not doing it, those feelings, every time you are going into depression or hard times in your life, all of this crap is going to be surfaced. So really, truly, my invitation today is awareness about yourself, making better choices and with better choices, getting the better results. And obviously, if you don't need to and want to know more, then go, go to the book. You can buy it today with a great price and um. And I really hope that uh, you will read it, you will take notes, and more than anything else, take massive action, because nobody else can change your life. Only you can become who you want to be. Amen.
1: Now, Ragne, you are truly the definition of leadership with a servant's heart. Over and over again, you show up, and, and you show up with your heart on your sleeve. And and you don't sugarcoat anything. If, you're, if, if, if the day is not great, you, you, let, you let folks know and, and you, you still show up and lead no matter what. And so how important is it for individuals to understand that even though they have a heart block, that it's okay, that
11: you can still lead, that you can, you can overcome your heart block. I think uh, that's exactly the understanding that, uh, that showing emotions is not weakness we are all humans, but yet we have been programmed in a way that uh, the only good leader is the strong one who never cries, who never shows the weakness, who leads with, uh, with always the smile in, in their faces. No, we all go through those days. And, uh, and what the better thing if you have your team with whom you can share those things, you can share out And you can just uplift each other. So uh, very important to to show your emotional intelligence because that means that you you don't get stuck with those emotions, but you have someone which understands. And even if you don't understand or if you're not on the same page, we voice out and that's the most important. Amen.
1: Show your emotion and intelligence. Thank you, Ragni.
0: Very powerful. Thank you. Yeah, our next co author, <gasps> Juju. I saw Juju come in. Another sister, Juju. Are
12: you here? Okay, all the way from Puerto Rico. Can you hear me okay?
0: <laughs> we can.
12: All right, so on that note, uh, you know, about three months ago, talking about chapters, I had a dream, a vision, and I will lead into some, you know, why why i'm here why we're doing this okay so about three months about three months ago i was uh, living in phoenix arizona i had this dream and the location and simply this is how i live my life and i've been living my life uh, (laughs) through god's guidance since birth so i got up i put it on the paper. Uh I truly believe uh, that the most powerful prayer is action. Most powerful prayer is action, okay? This is why you're going to take this action, if you're listening to all of our divine messages uh, here today, is that you're going to take this action to get the book and read all of the stories, because it's going to unlock you, right? So anyway, this, I put it on the paper, I map it out, it was here in Puerto Rico, gathered the family. I have two teens, daughter, my husband, who's my business partner as well. Uh, and you know, they know me as an alien. So they're like, okay, we we understand that where you're going is where we need to go because that's, it's been working, all right, so far. <laughs> so we uh, opened our home and we say, everybody just grab anything you want, the dishes, the furniture. We sold the cars. I literally have my guitar, uh, two luggages, suitcases, and then we showed up in Puerto Rico. Um, it, it's as if I was, I've was i never left this place. So anyway, that's a long uh, short of the, the story. But here we are in Puerto Rico, leading retreat, self-realization, uh, taking entrepreneurs into the higher path, all this to say what? I can give you all the stories, the life and death, the traumas and the hoblots, it's very relevant, our story, but I'm going to pass it because you need to read it for yourself. So you can have the transmission of what it is that you're reading. See, we're not doing this for ourselves. We're doing it for you. So you can unlock uh, and, and, and unlock your full potential through reading those stories. So take those actions to get the book. That being said, the the realization uh, that occur uh, very early age is not so much about overcoming personally for me, that it was about embracing. So even through the challenges of life and death, uh, being blindfold, you know, taking away almost being sold, human trafficking, being raped. I mean, I can go on and on and why not? What I realized is that I had only one question to ask. Who am I? I threw this one question, started to peel away of the layers, you know, the onions, and peeling away of I'm not my thoughts, I'm not my religion, I'm not my hair, I'm not... Then you become to realize, wow, who am I? So I'm asking you just ask yourself, who am I? And just be present and listen consciously to the divine messages God will give it to you. Because in a way, we all have the answers, it's always been here. I think it's uh, all so I'm going to wrap it up to to say or to uh, challenge you to ask yourself, who am I on this path? What am I here to do? Why? Who am I? Who am I? So I'm gonna leave you with that, which is it's your own becoming. It's your own becoming, it's your own journey. So no one can tell you what to do how to do it. We all have incredible tools to give you, to share with you, but you must take action into your higher path and realize the self, the beauty of the grace uh, and the holiness that you are on the higher path. And I'm just here to love, to serve. Um, Again, thank you for having me. Blessings, thank you, Gigi.
0: Thank you, Juju. Appreciate you. <clears throat> Our next co-author is Aria Magari. Is she here? No.
1: And she she was no longer part of the, the this uh, this book project. Mm. She, 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 okay. she, she, she could not participate due to a family matter unfortunately. Okay. Okay. Her with okay. her
0: family, please. Absolutely. Our next co-author is Pamela Aubrey. I saw Pamela come in. Pamela.
13: Hello, everyone. And thank you again, Gigi, for making this possible. This has been such an incredible journey. And, you know, writing this, uh, I have to say, it was it was an interesting experience for me because this is the first time that I've written my story uh, in this way or this aspect of it. And it was such a blessing to be able to think about the way that this story would be heard. And that is what is just to me so remarkable is that each of these lives here are sharing these incredible, powerful stories of miracles, miracles that have occurred in their lives. And I think that to me, that's really what this came down to was that we're reminding people that miracles are possible, that we have so much more power than we often realize as individuals, when we can release our heart blocks and really step into who we were created to be. And we all have the potential to do that. And simply by taking a step, as Juju was saying, as simple as getting a book like this, to understand better what it means to have a heart block and to be able to move beyond that, release it, and step into what is intended for us is such a remarkable thing. And it's such a small, small thing, right? It's an easy thing, but what can come from that can be so incredible. And oftentimes it can be even beyond what we would have imagined would come from it. And so to me, just being here tonight is a celebration of that, of the blessing of what will come in the lives of those who have the opportunity, take the opportunity really to read this book and to mine the gems that are in it because it's full of them. So... Thank you so much for allowing me to be a part of this. And I just send it out with my love and blessings to everyone.
1: Thank you, Pamela. Now, you are such a huge advocate for domestic violence, having survived it yourself. And and you talk about the heart block. Talk to us a little bit more about how those individuals who've been through domestic violence can overcome.
13: It's a great question. And you know, there are so many tools, Gigi. I mean, the reality is there's a lot of tools at our disposal and it's really a matter of us being open to trying things. If you've tried things and it didn't work, try something else. Don't give up because there's so many ways that you can start to heal. And again, this book is full of them. You know, We've all poured our hearts into this book to help you through that journey. And I know for me personally, EFT was a big part of that. That was, a, that was a, a really important tool in my toolbox, but it wasn't the only one. And so that's the importance of getting this kind of information in your hands is that it broadens your awareness. It gives you a whole different understanding of what it means to heal.
1: Amen. Thank you, Pamela.
12: Thank you.
0: Our next co-author is Emily Sinkerhouse. Hello, everyone. Thanks for being here today for
14: our book launch. I feel very blessed to be surrounded by such amazing other authors um, and incredible speakers as well. Um, as an academic researcher speaking publicly, it's not exactly my forte, <laughs> but I can write about it, that's for sure. Um, so... A little bit about me, Uh, my name is Emily Singerhouse. I'm originally from Minnesota, uh, but I now live in Tampa, Florida. So like me, I'm a Floridian now. Um, I'm a researcher on the issues of human trafficking, sexual violence, domestic violence, and community well-being. Uh, My chapter is really diving deep into the aspect of what it's actually like to work with survivors and having to go through vicarious trauma yourself. Um, While I have my own story, I believe that one of my biggest heart blocks as an adult has been trying to find peace while knowing others are in so much pain um, and having to, you know, bear witness to all that and um, help in any way that I can. And so with that in mind, I this is going to be a really interesting book for everyone um and i thank you for letting me be a part of it
0: thank you emily our next co-author is Ha
6: mom
12: hi
0: here she yeah. is Caroline sabat hi
6: <laughs> thank you everyone thank you for letting me be a part of this um meeting with you and i was i'm so happy to be here um, I'm not going to talk too much about my journey because I want everybody to go and buy the book. Especially the nurses and the physicians that I work with go buy this book. <laughs> it's an excellent book. I want to thank all of you. What a beautiful group of people. Hi, Lakeisha. <laughs> hi, Michael. I know some of you already. Hi, Dr. Goal. And hi to everybody else I don't know yet. I haven't met yet. <laughs> anyway. My journey, like I spoke in the book, started really with work, life, uh, stress. I didn't know how to, I didn't even know I had a heart block. So my lesson from writing this uh, chapter with Gigi was that you are never too old to learn. Because I learned from Gigi that I had a heart block. I didn't know I had a heart block because it started almost when Gigi was a baby. And uh, in hearing her talking about the hard block, and then I kept thinking about myself, I said, oh, I had many of these. (laughs) So first of all, she told me, mom, write 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 for me a paragraph. So I said, okay, I'll write a paragraph for you. And I'm at work, she called me, she said, mom, are you ready to write the paragraph? I said, yes, I'll write it for you. Little did I know, That in writing, I was writing so much that I ended up writing a chapter of a book that I didn't even know I was going to do. So that's how it all happened. I'm no mean, I'm not a writer, but I enjoyed every minute of it. And I'm learning from all of you that have done it before. And um, I have to tell you also that. Stand by your beliefs, stand by what you believe in. And also, if you are not a survivor, you don't know how strong you are. So just don't give up and keep keep pushing through. Thank you. Amen. Thanks
0: now. Our next co-author is Dr. Mary K. Holmes. Is Mary, Dr. Mary here?
1: Unfortunately, she cannot
0: be with us tonight. Okay, well, she's another um, amazing co-author that is a part of this movement. And the next author is another sister, Erin Baer. Hello,
15: thank you for having me. I am Erin Baer and I'm an author, speaker and coach. And I have been able to have the pleasure and honor to speak on many stages with Gigi um, virtually. So thank you, Gigi, for having me. In my chapter, I really discuss about the wall, but rather than a wall, I built a tower, um, brick by brick, from people hurting me, trauma is happening to me, and the one I dive into is domestic violence and sexual assault within my life, and the tipping point of abuse and how I really put the last brick in the tower of not trusting anybody. The thing is, is when you build a tower, you not lock any, you don't only keep people out, but you keep yourself in, and you really can't explore and love life like you truly should be able to. And so I dive into how my trust was broken, how I thought I should blame God. And instead of blaming God, I really needed to look into myself and see why I didn't trust others and trust myself. And so I really dive into that in my chapter, but I don't want to give too much away. So I'm just going to end it there and let you go get the book. Thank you. Yeah.
1: Aaron, you are a huge advocate for sexual assault and domestic violence, and you share quite often with individuals about how you were raped in your relationship to, and and you help so many people, Erin. Now, what would you tell someone who may be going through the same situation, traumatic experience, or who knows someone going through it? What would you tell those individuals? If somebody is going through it,
15: I would tell them to reach out, reach out to somebody that they truly trust. If they don't, um, do that, then they're only hurting themselves. And secondly, if you know someone who's been there, believe them. Don't question them, but believe them.
1: Amen.
0: Very powerful. Thank you, Erin. Thank you. Our next speaker is Mr. Killian Jar. Is Killian here?
1: I do not believe so.
0: Okay. Well, he's another co-author on this movement with us. The next co-authors, <gasps> myself. You jam. Okay. Welcome, welcome. <laughs> well, again, Gigi, thank you so much for allowing me to be on this platform with you. You and I met last year and we've been kind of tagged to the hips since then. So um, okay. I definitely think that we're connected spiritually. And then, of course, your mother got a new daughter. <laughs> that, so um my my chapter of the book, I actually delved in deep until survivor of the Mexican violence when I was in high school I really didn't go into much detail about well this was actually my first time going to really detail about it I've tapped on it the surface um, some time ago but in this book I really delved deep and I really I actually um shared with everyone that I when I was going through that I had a controlling spirit because I told myself that since I didn't have control of that relationship that I would not put myself in that situation again. So I developed that heart block. I won't let anyone in and I always controlled who I was around, who I would let in. Mm-hmm. So I'm not gonna keep you guys long, but your past does not dictate your future. Just because you went through something that you think was traumatic to you, it will definitely help someone. As I always say, you have your voice is your superpower. And if you impact one person, you've done your job. So definitely go out and purchase the book. And of course, read my chapter. And of course, along with all these other amazing core authors' chapters. It's an amazing book. 99 cents today and tomorrow it goes up. Go purchase your copy. Amen. Thank you, Lakeisha. Michelle Morris. Michelle! Michelle!
1: Hello. Hi. Welcome.
4: You're muted, dear. I can't see my screen to unmute, so I'm happy. <laughs> Anyways, my name is Michelle Moras. I'm an international award-winning speaker, and I'm a coach to speakers to help them hone their messages so that they can get it out concisely. Uh, I have seven books. This is one of my collaborative books, and I just launched one called Hold My Crown last week, literally. <laughs> and Aaron's in the book, too. Yeah, it's like I'm, I'm on fire right now. You guys, we're, we're going crazy with all of this. But my story that I shared is called Words That Bind. I'm a 53-year-old woman, and I have gone through hell and high water throughout my life. And all my life, I always thought the world was attacking me. Why was God after me? I mean, what did I do in my lifetime that he wanted, he wanted me? And what happened in 2014, and I was, I was in a car accident. It was the best thing that could have ever happened to me. Because all those words that I had defined myself as, all those words that I allowed to shape me into the very shy woman that I was, came crawling and crashing down on me. I found and heard, as I'm screaming at God, kill me already, just kill me, stop punishing me. I heard, you're not dead yet, get up. And in that moment that I heard that, I saw every flash of Every time I was raped, every beat, every, everything bad that happened to me was actually revealing who I truly was. And I realized then that I wasn't being punished. I was being built and that God had chosen me to go through these things, to share, to help other people. And when Gigi said, Michelle, do you want to be in this book? I said, yes, because there's so many stories I have that if I put it in one book, people are going to think I made it up. So I put my stories in multiple books so that people can hear it and realize that we all go through bad things. It's a part of us either growing from it or crashing from it. And it's our chance and our our opportunity as gifts of God to stand back up. So I say that when I share with other people, I help you stop apologizing for what you're not embrace who you are today and be the best version of you unapologetically.
1: Amen. Now, Michelle, you are a survivor of sexual assault, domestic violence, breast cancer, and so much more. What would you tell those individuals who have developed a heart block? We we talked about the sexual assault and domestic violence component, Erin shared touch base on that, but what about the, the folks who develop a heart block after obtaining breast cancer? What would you tell those individuals? I honestly
4: believe my heart block caused my breast cancer. I held so much pain inside of me that I manifested it into something real. So when I hear people say, you know, this bad thing happened to me and this happened and they're holding on to it, you have to let that go. It will manifest into something solid. You will believe it so much. Your brain is so brilliant, so amazing what God put in us that it will create it. Out of nothing, you must let that go. When they had, when I had my double mastectomy, they did all that, you know, when they pull it apart and look for the cancer, they couldn't find it, but it was definitely there. It was eating me from the outside in. I had something called Pageant's disease of the breast. So I know, I know, that I manifested that because I didn't believe I was worth loving. It formed over my heart. I wasn't worth loving. So if you're out there listening right now, you are worth loving. You are worthy of being in this world. You are worthy of everything you ever wanted. Only you stand in your way. Get rid of that heart block. Step around it. Be like water. Go over, around, or through. Because it's why we're here on this earth. Not to suffer, but to live.
1: Amen. Get rid of that heart block. Thank you, Michelle. Very powerful.
0: And our next co-author is Eliza Cunley Lipin. Did I pronounce her name? Did I pronounce your name correctly, Eliza? Eliza.
16: Thank you. It's Eliza Cunley. Eliza,
0: my apologies.
16: No worries. Thank you all so much for being here, and thank you, Gigi, for inviting me to collaborate on this book.
6: You're welcome.
1: It's an honor to have you here and and to be a part of the book collaboration, Overcoming Heart Blocks. Now, Eliza, can you tell us a little bit more about, about you and a little bit more about how you realized that you even had a heart block and and not to give too much away, right? (laughs) The readers can definitely grab their copy, but yes, talk to us a little bit.
16: So just over the course of my life, I've been through a lot as everybody else had been saying, and I think there was just a transition that happened to me that made me sort of look at people objectively and say, this is different. This is different and this hurts. And I reached a a fork in the road, if you will, where I started getting piercings and I got tattoos. And one day I got a massage and I realized that that felt better. And I was selling salads and I was telling people to get massages. And that, that was a turning point.
1: Amen. Very powerful. What, w- what would you tell those individuals right now who may ha- have a heart block? What would you tell those individuals, Eliza?
16: I would say, search yourself, see what you need. Really go within, do some meditation see what your body's asking you for and provide it. Very powerful. Whatever, whatever you feel you need to do is what you should do. Um, for me, I was really angry. I went through a domestic violence situation. I was really angry because I felt like I couldn't share my story. I felt like people weren't hearing and it's really hard for people to hear domestic violence stories. They're not easy. Um, so I got my bachelor's degree in justice and I created an app for people in crisis, and then for people in recovery. And that really was a turning point for me. It took that anger, and it helped me resolve it in something productive to help people move forward. Amen.
1: Very powerful. Thank you, Eliza.
16: Thank
0: you. Uh oh, I just passed by somebody. I'm sorry, Doctor Sophia. Sophie. Nobody. Sophie. I'm sorry. Let me bring her back up. Our next, our last co-author is Dr. Sophie Nubani. I apologize if I butchered your
17: last name. Yeah, no, that's correct. Okay. Welcome. Welcome. So- <laughs> Um, it is very heart touching just to hear a little glimpse of some of the stories. And I'm so interested to hold the book in my hand and, and to, to really read all the details and uh, see all how many overcome their heart blocks. Um, I have to say, uh, Gigi, like literally uh, much respect to your vision Because I recall originally when you had asked me, I was concerned if I had a heart block to even write about. And I I just requested a few days and I'm like, oh my goodness, literally that had awakened a lot of emotions and truth that I needed to revisit and to evaluate and to assess. And it was uh, extremely healing to even write about it because when we share our stories, there's some kind of a release, but also a contribution. And with that, when it comes from the heart in serving others, it truly uh, reflects in a beautiful way when the foundation is love. I am Dr. Sophie Nubani, and I am an international creative mindset strategist and consultant, NLP trainer, and interpersonal executive coach. And it is such an honor to co-author and be part of this book journey along with all of you. I believe that this book is going to transition, transform and transcend many lives because of the authenticity and truths of stories that may have been extremely hard to even write about, to really face with courage, our truth, and also to share this with others so that they can feel and really be encouraged to transition and speak and live their truth and to know what others have experienced and witnessed that can really support their journey. It's like if you're taking a road from Florida to New York and you're driving, and you're on a similar path with your direction, but someone else has already taken that road and noticed that there's big bumps, holes, and lots of construction they can really give you that heads up and you can really shortcut the time and arrive to your destination with less um, time and also save yourself a lot of heartache and also get ideas, solution and uh, support that you need by listening as they share their stories. And this would be the goal and aim. I am from the Middle East, originally born in Amman, Jordan. And one of the major things for me was uh, other than, you know, the culture shock, the tradition, the belief system, religion, and um, a lot of these things that many face uh, with themselves, but going through life changes and losses, um, it truly, you don't understand what you really feel because sometimes during the process, it's hard for people to process their emotions and understand what truly happened between numbing, pausing, or really being ready to face their fears or worries and concerns. And when they are in the space of readiness and are able to transition, a sense of liberation and growth really happens and occurs. And in that space is where true miracles are experienced. And the joy that comes with that is the freedom that you feel and that is the inner peace that you hold moving forward, increased faith that you feel so strong from within that your self-concept becomes a lot stronger and you're able not just to stand up but also to lend a hand and help others stand up as well. When you change your fear and disappointment and apply curiosity, so you can discover and find and explore who you become through your experience and pain. And with that, I leave you to read more. And I can't wait to read all of your stories and many blessings. And it's so nice to meet all of you. Uh, new authors, especially also Gigi's mom. Like it's it's so nice to see what your daughter has done and is doing. Uh, there's many times I see her post and I smile from within just to see the strength And the confidence, the faith, the bright light that she radiates in her words that have authority and command over her audience and everyone, because they're true, you can feel the genuine emotions of really wanting to reach people to reach their hearts, to transform their lives. And that is true love. And we are one big human family. And with that, I give you all a big, big hug and many blessings. And I can't wait to continue sharing this book with many so that many can benefit and those who need it can grow from it. Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Sophie Nubani.
0: Thank you. Blessings. Okay, we have one more. Arthur, one moment, and let me pull him up. In the meantime, while I'm pulling him up, make sure you guys get your favorite drink because after we're going to actually, um, Reggie Rogers is next. And then after that, we're going to have Dr. Tanya come on. And then after that, we're going to do our toast. You guys ready to do our toast? Mm
4: -hmm.
0: Yes, Mm ma'am. Okay, hold on for one second. Let me... Pull him up. Mr. Reggie Rogers, are you ready? I am. Okay, one moment. I'm gonna pull and share my screen. His look a little different from everyone else's but we're gonna share his, one moment.
1: Lakeisha, it's okay, we'll just put him on full screen.
0: Okay. Um, Oh, there we go. Can you guys see? Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Our last co-author, Mr. Reggie Rogers.
2: Well, I'd like to say good evening to all of you. I'm sure this evening has been an amazing one with this event that Gigi has put together and has brought so many great minds together collectively to put this book in a oneness where there's synergy and it's electric, there's electricity so that those who read this book will be able to gain so much strength and power through what, what has been pinned to paper. And Gigi, I just want to say to you, I'm grateful. I'm very gratuitous for the opportunity to be able to share this platform and to be one of the co-authors um, in this book. You and I have shared each other's platforms in terms of our podcast. I've been on your podcast, you've been on my podcast. And so we've always had a very good working energy together. And so when you asked me to be a part of this project, of course, without any hesitation, trepidation or reservation, I said I would do it. And so I wrote um, about something that I feel all of us have, we all have to contend with on a daily basis. I don't care who we are. I don't care how much money we are. I don't care how much money. I don't care how much money we have. I don't care how much money we don't have. I don't care what our social economic status is. We all deal with what I call a dichotomy. And what makes a dichotomy so complex and crucial, and what makes a dichotomy so difficult at times, is the fact. That depends on what subscription you subscribe to. Some people say that we are tripartite. Some people say that we are trichotomous. And if we believe that we are tripartite or trichotomous, that means we're body, soul, and spirit. There are others who subscribe to the subscription that we're dichotomous, which means we're body and soul. But at the end of the day, even if you subscribe to being tripartite, trichotomous, body, soul, and spirit, how do you deal with, how do you get that body, that soul, that spirit operating in the same plane? Because a house divided against itself cannot stand. So you have these three rooms in this one house and sometimes they're all going in different directions. If you subscribe to being a dichotomous, you have two rooms in the one house, but they're not always going in the same direction. So I wrote on the chapter, my chapter is called the dichotomy and understanding this dichotomy that we face on a daily basis. There's an old adage that says, every time we want to do right, there's something present that prohibits us and prevents us from doing what we should do. The good that we should do, we sometimes find ourselves not doing because we find this war that wages within us. And so that's what I dealt with in my chapter, this dichotomy. And so Gigi, thank you so much for allowing me to be a part of this fantastic, this fantabulous, awesome project that you have. You're the visionary. And for such a young woman, Gigi, I've told you so often, I love where you're going. Uh, where you're going is so bright what you're doing is so awesome you're just such a focused young woman and I see where you get it from now that I get to see your mom you guys actually look like sisters so (laughs) your mom actually (laughs) has rubbed off on you so I see where you get this strength from Gigi so all of you that are co-authors thank you for allowing me to be a part of this great work that you that you also have penned and I'm looking forward to reading all of the different chapters Thanks again.
0: Thank you, Reggie. Dr. Tanya, are you here? She is. She is. Dr. Tanya, I'm about to bring you up. Are you ready?
1: Dr. Tanya Gold, you're muted.
0: Dr. Tanya, are you guys able to see my screen? Dr. Tanya. She may have stepped away. We'll we'll circle back to her. Yeah, we'll circle back time. to her. Okay, so you guys have your drinks ready? All right, DJ, you're on. Now I have to warn you guys, this song is really going to put some pep in your step, okay? You're muted, Grady. Oh, Lordy.
1: Oh, I'm unmuted. Can you hear me now? Yep. Okay, all right. Now let's make sure we hear the music now.
0: It's low. Can you hear it? It's low. Can you turn it up some? Turn it up some more. Still low. I think they can hear it enough because they're jamming already. So <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's just fine. That will do.
8: If you know me, then you know-
0: it's time to celebrate our book is 99 99 cents 99 cents tonight (laughs) tonight is going up (laughs) congratulations to all the amazing co-authors you guys rock on so many levels I cannot wait to read you guys story (laughs) are we doing the toast now yep Okay. You guys got your drinks? Water, vodka, tequila, tea, coffee? All right. I got my water, my big cup. You guys ready? This is to all of us. Your voice is your superpower. Congratulations. If this is your first book, second book, third, fourth, fifth, tenth book, congratulations on the job well done. And we know that everyone will get what they need out of this book. Healing, right? And it'll be deliverance from trauma toast yeah. Toast, so so, so, so. I, I need that music ready come on now play the music what a wonderful toast thank you all thank you thank you thank you I just want to celebrate
1: yes
0: Lori Schofield has a lot of hey. dance moves there. You have Woo. to teach us, Lori.
1: <laughs>
0: Aaron Bear,
13: unmute your, your
1: mic. Let's go, let's, let's go. Come on, outside Come on, Carla. Where, where? Come on. You energy. Come on. <laughs> Overcoming heart block tonight. Hey.
13: hey.
1: All of the heart Congratulations,
15: blocks. everyone. In
1: Jesus' Congratulations, name. Congratulations. And thank you. It.
16: Congratulations. Amen. Let it go, let it go, let it go, yes. let it all wash away. <laughs> no more heart blocks. Congratulations, everybody! Mm-hmm. Congratulations! Congratulations. Congratulations, everybody!
0: Yes, yes. Right. Dr. Tony, you're back. I think she. Oh, she dropped.
1: She was there for a moment. Mm-hmm.
0: She'll be back on. You heard that? Turn it up.
1: Unmute
0: your mics. Unmute your mics. Let's (laughs) go.
1: Overcoming heart blocks. Tonight, we release the heart blocks. And remember, it it is truly a process. Healing is a process.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Indeed. So Dr. Tanya, seems like that she's um, dropped off. So we will, um, this is the end of the book launch. And Gigi would like to have the reclosed remarks. And after her, I will say a quick prayer.
1: Amen. Yes. And I I know Tanya did have a few words she wanted to say. So she does hop on. We'll go ahead and allow her time to do so. But I just want to close off with saying that I I truly appreciate each and every one of you. It's such a blessing how, you know, the, the photos, right? We looked at the photos today and each of you spoke, each of you spoke, but I don't, just see, I don't just see photos. I don't just see photos. I see children of God, children of God. And when we look at the group flyer, I didn't, I, it wasn't me. God already knew each of the individuals that he was going to have a part of overcoming heart blocks, inspiring stories for healing from trauma, He already knew because God knows the plans that he has for you. God knows the plans and each of you stepped into purpose. You stepped into the calling. Each of you are courageous, brave souls, beautiful souls. It takes a lot of courage to do what each of you did, but remember, you're not alone. God is with you wherever you go. My favorite verse is Joshua 1:9. Joshua 1 9 states, Haven't I commanded you, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged, for your Lord your God is with you wherever you go. God is with you wherever you go. And as God's children, we're called to serve his people. And that's what each and every one of you, as co-authors of this book, Collaboration, have done. Served his people, and so for the audience that's listening today, you're not alone. Look at Aaron. Look at Mindy, LaKeisha, Lori, Manny, Emily, Beata, Ragni, Pamela, Carla, Grady, Michael, Eliza, Reggie. Each and every one of the co-authors in this room have overcome a heart block, and they have taken time to heal. It doesn't just happen overnight. It's a process, a process in which we need to let go, let God or the God you believe in higher power. A lot of people use that term, higher power. Let go and let him because we're not in control. We're not in control. And oftentimes all it takes is just getting quiet, get quiet and you can hear him. And so you can heal from your trauma. You can, each and every one of these co-authors, when I look at each and every one of you, I see a powerful testimony. And that testimony is that you can overcome your heart block. Thank you all
0: for being here tonight.
6: Bow your heads,
1: everyone. Mm
0: Father, in the name of Jesus, Father, we thank you for this platform. We thank you for all of the co-authors that collaborate with this book. We thank you for the visionary Gigi Regilene Sabat. Father. We thank you for the platform, Father, that you're expanding for us. We thank you right now that we are sharing our story, that we do have a story to share. And everyone has a story to share. We thank you right now for each and every person on this platform. We thank you for each and everyone that's attached to them, Father. And we thank you right now for allowing us to be that voice that they need to hear. If we impact one person, Father, we've done our job. And we ask you, Father, to to continue to be with us on our journey as we share our stories, as you expand our platform. We give you all the honor, the praise, and the glory. In Jesus' name, Amen.
1: Amen. Amen. And I know Dr. Tanya Gold was having some technical issues there, but I do want to say a special thank you to her as well. She, she did write the foreword for the book and Tanya Gold is a medical doctor. And here, here's the thing. What we're finding is, is that the trauma does intertwine with the heart block. But as, as Dr. Tanya Gold mentioned as well, you can overcome your heart block and she has overcome her own heart block. And so what does Dr. Phil say? Dr. Phil says, you must first acknowledge the issue and that you do have a problem so that you can heal and recover and solve the issue. And so what we found is that heart blocks do intertwine with trauma and that you can overcome. So we found the issue and we found a solution make sure to grab your copy of the book today and heal from your heart blocks thank you all thank you thank you thank you
12: thank you everybody
1: god bless you all and be safe thank Bye you. everybody
12: thank you